not. Good morning, everybody. It's a big day today. I am back from Marvel Stadium last night. I imagine some of you were there, something like 30 or 40,000 people watching 2022 graduates of RMIT graduate. That included my daughter, who has done her Bachelor's of Interior Design with Honours, and my colleague sitting next to me, Matt Latin, who picked up his Master's of Finance with distinction, no less to go with his Bachelor of Business with a major in Banking and Finance. Congratulations, Matt. There is a picture of Matt in the newsletter today. He is fast becoming one of the engines behind the newsletter. Well done, Matt. I'm sure we have many more years sitting next to each other. Meanwhile, we were hoping for all systems go this morning. Thanks to the Fed, we even had Thunderbirds pictures lined up for this morning's strategy and Henry's take section. But alas, no, systems aren't all go. And the Fed have rather let us down. Well, they haven't really let us down. The market just hasn't responded to their 50 basis point rise instead of 75 basis points. So we were really hoping the Fed did something for us today, set the market off on its new bull market but it didn't happen. Wall Street at one point was up 287 points last night. It was down 400 as well, closed down 142. And our futures didn't like it at all. We were down 61, but our market's only down 16. It looks like we did our dash yesterday. Our market was up 48 yesterday. So what did the Fed tell us? Well, rates up 50 basis points, unanimous decision. Inflation hasn't peaked. There'll be more rate heights next year. But the interesting debate is over when or where rates peak and the Fed consensus, if you look at their dot plot, consensus is for rates to peak at 5 to 5.25% next year, but seven out of the 19 dot plots were above that and only two were below. So the message is rates aren't coming off anytime rapidly, despite the suggestion that maybe we're suddenly going to see a precipitous drop in interest rates as the Fed find they're way behind the curve and that inflation topples over. At the moment, the assumption is that it isn't going to topple over. Rates are going to stay high, stay high for the most of next year, may even go higher than we expect, in which case the US market didn't really like it and went down. A couple of the Powell quotes overnight sum it up. The largest amount of pain, the worst pain, would come from a failure to raise rates high enough and from allowing inflation to become entrenched. And the other one was the inflation data received so far in October and November show a welcome reduction in the pace of price increases, but it will take substantially more evidence to give confidence that inflation's on a sustained downward path. In other words, as one strategist puts it, the hawks still outnumber the doves, and it is clear the Fed isn't ready to pivot in any meaningful way just yet, not until it sees sustained and conclusive evidence of a reversal in inflationary pressures. So, no blast off from the Thunderbirds. So, where to now? Well, we're in the seasonally best months of the year, but there isn't much air in the tyres, not as much as I had hoped at this stage. The market's have technically still peaked in the short term. I don't have any sort of precipitation
precipitous feelings about the market at all. The PE's the lowest it's been in years, but the outlook is benign. The economic outlook's benign. The Fed dropped their GDP forecast. So it's not exciting, but it's not particularly dangerous. I'm happy to be invested. The market doesn't look in danger. Happy to swing the bat on a bit of stock picking, but otherwise generally unenthused about the short-term trend. And I've written in the ideas section today that I remain short-term negative, or you might just call it disinterested, and long-term hopeful. Trying to be bullish, but struggling with that. I think if I was a private, if I was sitting at home trading as many of you are, if I was a trader, private trader, I might just shut my books for the year at the moment. The oof in woof seems to have gone missing. So for the moment, short term, the ideas portfolio has still got B-Bus in it, which is a bet on the S&P 500 going down. I've still got Sandfire Resources as my only other idea. We're up 20% on those. They've just done a $200 million placement. I've put a bit of Macquarie research in the ideas section today on Sanfar. They have a 12-month target price of 650, current share price 550. They talk about the capital raising significantly de-risking the SFR balance sheet, and it should enable the company to accelerate the capital spend. La di da di da, got an outperform recommendation. I think you call this cognitive bias, where you pick up on everything you want to hear. So SFR still holds them for the moment. They are, of course, a copper play. We are playing the copper boom. The other stock play there is 29 metals. Right. Otherwise, Leighton and I are running a few technical scans in the morning these days. We'll report on those. Have a look in the ideas section. Austal ASB, technically, haven't looked at the fundamentals. Bottomed nicely in the last couple of days. Bendigo Adelaide Bank had an RSI sell signal. They spiked and then have dropped. Banks sort of generally fail fading away a little bit at the moment. We've got AGMs, obviously, this week. We had Westpac yesterday, which really didn't tell us anything. And looking at heavily overbought and oversold companies, we've got Challenger and A2 Milk overbought after solid rallies. Someone's taken a bigger stake in Challenger. We hold Challenger in the income portfolio. And oversold, one of the stocks obviously oversold at the moment is Downer EDI. We had a look at whether we should be buying that. Is this accounting irregularity a buying opportunity? We have rejected the idea. It's just too risky. Whatever the numbers, if they find similar accounting overstatements elsewhere, it'll get badly punished. So the fundamentals don't matter with that hanging over the price and results in February. It's going nowhere. So wouldn't be buying those other stocks that are oversold. AFG, best and less. Endeavour, after that Woolworth stake sale recently, which doesn't change the fundamentals at all. And Select Harvest, just to mention a few. We'll develop this technical scan focus. We didn't, couldn't really pull an idea out of it today. Maybe tomorrow. Henry's section today, lots of stuff. Had a little bit of a crack at strategy, more Thunderbirds imagery. He's thinking there's going to be a Christmas rally. He's wondering how to play that. One way would be through the GEAR, G-E-A-R ETF. And also there's a small cap ETF, S-M-L-L. He will be on the call. Sorry, he was on the call in Ausbiz yesterday. As I say, he's at the 
the Osbys lunch today. He sold some GMD, took a profit in GMD yesterday, finding a few successes in the small caps of portfolio at the moment. Genesis Minerals up 12.5% yesterday. Lithium Plus LPM up 8.5% yesterday. St. Barbara Mines up 13% yesterday. Atlantic Lithium up 6.7% yesterday. Henry kicking goals. Also today we've got the weekly write-up on the long-term growth portfolio. No changes this week. And that's about that. Henry hoping for a Christmas rally. Me thinking we're just going to do nothing. Have to say, wish I had a Christmas lunch to go to. Doesn't look like there's much going on here. You have a fabulous day. We'll speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) 